Welcome to K-Drama School. I'm your host, Grace Jung, and class is now in session. Today I'm going to be talking about the show Worlds Within, which is a 2008 Korean drama from KBS written by No Hee-kyung. No Hee-kyung, as you all know, is one of my favorite K-drama writers. She recently wrote Our Blues, and she also wrote other famous Korean dramas like Live. She also wrote It's Okay, That's Love. She also wrote Dear My Friends. She's a very talented writer. And this show is this meta storytelling where she dives into the drama department of a Korean network and it's got this intense sort of like boundary violating sort of work atmosphere Uh, people are dating one another they are yelling at one another they are hitting one another it's so like messed up like it's violating so many uh, labor laws and yet it is all romanticized in this way of like oh this is what camaraderie is this is what a family is and you see that in the Wee Kyung's shows throughout uh, whenever there's like a family unit or a community unit there is this romanticizing of this agrarian boundaryless lifestyle and, and there is a familiarity to it there's a sweetness to it Uh, There's a wholesomeness to it, but at the same time, there is the danger aspect to it, right? And that's why it is very suitable for a dramatic series, because there's so much potential for drama to happen or erupt in those kinds of settings, in those kinds of environments, right? So in this show, you have Song Hye-kyo and Hyun-bin, who are the uh, lead stars of the show, and they are both playing TV drama directors, Okay, so TV drama directors, when they're women, it's very, very rare, right? Like it's mostly a male dominated industry. Men tend to be the directors, typically. Women tend to be the writers, typically. But you have this female director who wants to be the lead director of a dramatic series, and she's sort of fighting for that occupation. She's also fighting for love. She's also fighting for her right to have a voice. She also gets into fights with like the DP, for instance, the director of photography that's usually the the you know you you have that kind of tension all the time typically between a female director and a male dp because directors of photography tend to overstep their boundaries at times you know and i've i've heard so many cases where uh female directors have butted heads with male dps so you have that kind of scenario playing out in the show as well and it's it's an interesting sort of worlding you also have like a writer in the, a writer character on the show and uh i guess that's supposed to symbolize no Hee-kyung in a way right like um i'm a writer as well so when i was watching the show years ago i remember seeing the part when the writer spills a drink over her laptop and then she ends up losing several episodes of the show that she's been writing and that was just like devastating to watch that was also interesting seeing like how does the writer fit into this kind of world in the drama world of a tv network what is what is their power status like um how how do they fit into the whole realm of relations between the director and the network executives and the actresses and the actors like what exactly how do they fit in right because they don't quite have showrunner status but they also do have some power so it's this interesting sort of balance that they got to carry out and um, it was fascinating to watch you also have this executive on this show and she used to be an actress right she used to be an actress who eventually became an executive and she is sort of like you know heading an agency that watches over other actors in the present day but she is an alcoholic and on the show they address the alcoholism as a problem which is very unique like this show came out in 2008 and you know 
again, like to this day, South Korea is not that good at addressing alcoholism, even though alcoholism is prevalent throughout the country. And I still don't know if South Korea designates it as a disease, but it is absolutely a disease. And in South Korea, where the drinking culture is very um, prominent, this kind of issue is is absolutely something to be addressed. And I thought it was uh, very forward thinking of Noh Hee-kyung to include an executive who has alcoholism problems. My guest today is Teruko Nakajima. She is a Japanese-American comedian, uh, actress, and performance artist. And she has this amazing one-woman show playing at the Hollywood Fringe at the moment, at the Complex Theater, uh, and she is astounding. She has this great show called Made in America. It's a one-woman show, an hour-long show, and she gets into very, very personal and intimate details about her life, her most intimate joys, her most intimate pains, her most intimate anger, her most intimate her most intimate stories and feelings about her family dysfunction and her personal dysfunction and how she overcame a lot of that. And what I love about this show is that she dedicates it as a love letter to America. And as we all know, America is not getting a whole lot of love letters in the last several years, right? And most recently with the Supreme Court upturning of Roe versus Wade, we all know that America is not getting a whole lot of love letters. But I think in the midst of these kinds of events, it is very important to remember where we are and to know that we do have a lot to be grateful for living in this country. Just yesterday, I had lunch with Suwon Weaver's uh, mother. Suwon Weaver's mother is now in her 90s, and she's a Korean-American woman. She's an immigrant, and she made this amazing lunch for us with chapche and pulgogi and kimchi and you know rice and and she also baked a cheesecake for us she made this amazing lunch and she was just kind of talking to us about how she came to learn how to cook because she's such an amazing cook and she cooks in her own very personal idiosyncratic way and she just said that growing up you know back in back in south korea in in the 30s she had nothing to eat there was starvation all around her. Everybody was hungry and it was just not a land of abundance or plenty like South Korea is known for today. And she was just saying that um, living through that, she just had to realize how to be scrappy. She just had to learn how to survive on a day to day. And I think those skills, those those creative sort of problem solving skills that she developed in such a confined and limited place just just blew up when she came to America, the land of abundance. And, you know, as we were eating like all this food yesterday, we were just like, man, like we we tend to forget. We tend to forget how much we have because we end up dwelling or thinking about what we don't have or what is missing in our lives. And it was such an important moment. Teruko's show reminded me of that, that there are things to be grateful for when we live in America. And you know, as much as I complain about my life, I also am well aware that if it had not been for me living here in this country with the amount of freedom that we do have, the freedom of speech, the freedom to live live like ourselves and to have enough community members in our society to say, I am down with what you are and I support you and who and what you are. I, I have a whole lot of that here in this country. It's not something I would have had as easily if I if I grew up in South Korea for sure. And I know this as a fact because that's how it was in the Korean American community. They would never allow me to be myself. And you know there, there are reasons for that and those reasons are still valid, although I don't think it justifies bullying or harassment or abuse, right? So watching Teruko's show, I was very moved. I learned a whole lot. So I had an amazing conversation with her. Please enjoy this and please look up her uh, Instagram, Teruko Nakajima, and go and see her show if you're in Los Angeles. And if you're not in Los Angeles, follow her Instagram anyway, because she's going to be touring this show all over. So keep a lookout for her. It is a show that is well worth going to see. So let's talk to Teruko. 
Thank you. Awesome. Sorry to be late. No, no, no. I'm sorry about the whole thing earlier. No, it's me. Thank you so much for helping. <laughs> How are you? I'm very good. How are you doing? Good. And I was waiting for this in uh 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 chatting today. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah. It's a pleasure. Thank you so much for making the time. Of course. Um, Thank you for and, having and- me. Congratulations on your fringe oh, run and thank you. it looks like you got more show dates. Yes. I'm not sure if I can survive, but it's an honor to have 10 more shows. It's amazing. Thank That's you. Amazing, amazing. Um oh, it, thank you. I I saw this, I saw the flyer for the show just by accident because I know Susan's song. Yay! And- mutual I friend lo- yes we love susan way too much yeah yeah, yeah she's great <laughs> yes. and i i saw the flyer and i was like oh this seems interesting she seems interesting oh, and then uh yeah because i had seen one other show at the hollywood fringe tree Ooh. by natasha mercado yes she's my bff too i love her so much we are both from ucb susan too ah okay okay yeah yeah oh it's so great such a great team of women so i i saw that and i was like this is a great show and then when susan promoted your show i was like i want to go see this show and i was so happy to see it uh because i i didn't know what i was going to i know (laughs) i know (laughs) It looks like a circus with a dog and you know <laughs> some comedy and it's not. So, yeah. 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 I should have warned you earlier for the trigger warning and stuff. Well, you do you do do that in the beginning, you know. Thank you. In yeah. a way. Yeah. There is. But uh, you know, I was just like I, I didn't know what to expect and the show <laughs> was so uh rich and uh very raw very vulnerable and um yeah you're so open in it so let me ask you like how like how long have have you been writing this show six months six months that's it yes oh it's it's actually uh probably more than six months uh if i'm talking about like the pitching and all the stuff but uh as a show, solo show, six months. And I finished writing only two weeks before the preview day. Wow. So it was so much. I didn't prepare a lot. And um, Mr. John Friend, he is a bestest director ever. And he helped, he helped me writing uh, entire script and He's been my teacher, like a storytelling teacher at UCB. He's mm-hmm. from UCB, of course. So mm-hmm. uh, he's been hands-on and helping me for like for six months. Wow. So I was uh, guided very, you know, I, I had a mighty support from him and he directed my show with great compassion and mm-hmm. empathy because yeah. if he didn't understand my what a what my voice is, it yeah. wouldn't be a good show. So he yeah. really uh, uh, understood what I wanted to tell to the world, and he really helped me. So That's six really months. Great! Wow. Thank you. So okay, then. Uh, wow, two weeks before the opening day, and yes. that's when you finalized it. That's interesting. What mm-hmm. what part was it that you needed to finalize two weeks before? What was like the trickiest part? The trickiest part is whether I am more graphic graphic about the uh, incidents, like all the events, mm-hmm. or not. Also. Mm-hmm. Um, also, um, I wanted to make it as cheeky and comedic and funny as possible. Yeah. So that's the hardest because uh, if you think of if you think of it, my life wasn't funny and my life was actually not that easy like everybody else's. So how to deliver in the not lightest but like in the effective way 
yeah. and a uh, uh, witty way. And yeah. um, because I am actually a very cheeky person, so yeah. uh, uh, most authentic my you know self way. Yeah, that was the hardest part, I would say. Mm. Yeah. What about um, like coming to the decision to write this one woman show? What was that process like? So six years ago, I was hospitalized and uh, every single day, um, doctors checked on me, uh, social workers checked on me, uh, even nurses called me <laughs> like, are you OK? Make sure that I, you, you know, you are still alive and um they didn't want me to discharge, first of all. And I kept saying to them, no, I, I, I promise I'm not going to do anything um, harmful to myself. Please uh, trust me. And I, I, I promise I'm going to be better. So everybody helped me six years ago. And I've been with therapy twice a week still to this day. Um, I'm still with uh, a psychiatrist uh, and uh, doctors check, out, check up on me still to this day. Um, so basically, Americans never let me die. <laughs> <laughs> so I, after six years, I got a doggy and I decided to uh, quit, you know, completely all eight medications. I became an American citizen and I almost thought, well, I'm so lucky to be here in America and I am super fortunate to be saved. And uh, if I was still in Japan, you know, easily, I wouldn't be here today. Mm. And yes, the, I don't mean I hate Japan, mm. uh, but Japanese society is still a little behind compared to American society where mm -hmm. it comes to uh, when it comes to um, suicide prevention, mental health, women's rights, and uh, all the abuse protections, unfortunately. Mm. Yeah. So I wanted to write a thank you letter to America mm. and all the people in America because you guys are awesome and you guys really saved me. So that's the uh, initial intention that, mm. oh, I wanted to celebrate this, yeah. uh, uh, my life, because many people don't know why I am still in America. And um, to me, is is a serious miracle. Mm. And to me, is serious. Um, gift that mm -hmm. americans gave me mm. yes i i love this notion of writing a love letter to america because it's <laughs> so it's so rare for anybody to write a love letter to america nowadays i know and i feel so sad to be honest but can i tell you something yeah so women's rights yeah. yes we are still fighting but um in japan you, Jap Japan is the only country till this day that uh, you weren't allowed to keep maiden name after marriage. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing. Another one is a very extreme example, but you have to get a rapist signature to get abortion. I shouldn't say that because uh, it, it doesn't have to be rapist. I got any men's signature yeah. that caused that pregnancy. So mm -hmm. husband's, yes, husband's signature, boyfriend's signature, or extreme reason, uh, extreme example could be rapist's signature to get an abortion. Mm. So that's, that's, that's where I come from. So mm -hmm. I am still, uh, uh, fighting for better rights for women and um, American constitu constitution. We have to fight for it. But mm -hmm. um, um, compared to Japan, I am in heaven. Mm. 
Mm. Yes. Yeah. Even the concept of like alcoholism, which you talk about in your oh yes in your work, like. I mean, I'm from South Korea originally, and alcoholism, you know mm-hmm, it's not really, it's not really talked about so much, even right. though it's a huge problem. Alcohol addiction is a huge problem and left undiagnosed, you know, nobody will know that this is something that is treatable or yes. can be helped. Um, but tell me about, I mean, you talk about it in your, in your work, of course, but tell me about that moment when you heard this word and then like you came to sort of looking at your life and retrospect, like, oh, this is what my family member had. Like, what was that like? Yes. I didn't know until the wedding day that my mother was an alcoholic. Mm. Um, I always thought that, oh, when she drinks alcohol, she behaves badly. Mm-hmm. So she is a bad drunk. Oh, I see. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even notice that uh, it's a pattern. I, she even, I, I love my mother to death, but uh, she used to joke about, I am a drunk driver on bicycle. Mm. Because she always mm-hmm. drink and <laughs> empty beer can in the basket and, you know, very drunk driving right. with me behind. Yeah. So that was supposed to be a joke. I didn't know that was a serious issue yeah. until I came to America. Yes. Right. So there are two different mothers in my childhood, like loving, super sweet mother and super scary person that's not even a mother Uh Um, and I am sure there are so many kids in Japan still suffer yeah those parents yeah yeah so it's very behind Mm -hmm. like a recognition and alcoholism in Mm -hmm. Japan Mm -hmm. is almost uh, prohibited to talk about Right, it's almost right, a, right, right. because of you know we are from uh, Asia yeah. where the shame is the big part of society. Yeah. Yes, I I know Korea could be more higher rates of suicide uh, yeah. uh, a year than Japan. Yeah. Yeah, it used to be uh, Japan number one, but now Korea beat them. I think so, (laughs) yes. Sadly, yes. I think so. And it it comes from shame. And alcohol. Yes, Mm -hmm. alcohol is the result of dealing with shame. Yeah. Uh, It's a form of denial of that shame. Yes. Yeah. And I I have many friends who is suffering alcoholism in America too. Of course. And yes. And my therapist uh, taught me one time such a good example. Mm-hmm. They could have just killed themselves. Yeah. But alcohol saved them. Oh, uh, yeah. Yes. Substance abuse saved them. So yeah. let's not hate substance abuse itself. Mm-hmm. And just guide, you know, use that, use the substance abuse to guide them mm-hmm. to a safer place. Mm. Because it's the worst cases suicide. We don't right. want that. Yeah, with uh, any kind of substance abuse that's long term, uh, you know, it could be reframed as long term suicide. Um, It's a form of like um, slow self-destruction over time. And people do it in all different kinds of ways. They use it with cigarettes or they do Mm -hmm. alcohol or food for some people. But it's a it's a form of long term suicide. And yeah, it's even in the U.S., I find that substance abuse is highly stigmatized mm-hmm. when it is actually a form of mental and emotional illness. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I, I think you make a good point there. Um, yeah. How do you like this was one thing that really moved me when I was listening to you um, on stage. But how do you sort of compromise this mother you had like when you were talking about your mother from childhood when you were like 
dancing and like sort of you know being very free and liberated in school and uh letting boys like touch your butt and stuff and (laughs) and then and then you come home and 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 you were and your mother was proud of you she said I'm proud of you for being you like it's such a sweet moment right like Mm -hmm. that's really the kind of mother that we idolize like the one that says I approve of you when you are really authentically you that is like the best memory you have and then how do you compromise that with the mother that's sort of on the other side of the spectrum the scary one like how do you balance these two um I have huge compassion I think Hmm. uh uh in general yeah and my mother must have had such a hard time she never talked about it and she never uh be open about it yet Uh and I don't think in my lifetime I would hear her struggles sure uh serious struggles and my psychiatrist is suspecting she might be abused as well of course and yes and um I have super much compassion for my mother because um in her age or in her era there was no mental health issues there was you know I am lucky to have doctors who understand the level of Mm -hmm. distress Mm -hmm. but uh, my mother didn't um, have that system also it's totally up to her to go see psychiatrists and therapists and all but uh, she's still in Japan. Mm-hmm. My parents are still together, by the way. Oh, my father, wow. <laughs> I wow. know. <laughs> they became BFF. And mm-hmm. I was like, I was so angry, to be honest. Like, uh, who cares about your relationship? You know, but, yeah. uh, but uh, in a way, I am very fortunate that I could make amends both of them at the same time it's easy for me Mm -hmm. and they are still learning even though they don't see psychiatrists or therapists they they they're very open to me now and they are uh, willing to like I said admit their mistakes and we are constantly making amends Mm. like whenever they say something wrong and hey that's not you are supposed to say uh i explain and um so over time after six years of this you know uh, a long history of uh psychiatrist therapist health yeah i have much more compassion over my parents and uh it is to be honest, it is hard to, it is not easy for me to talk bad about my parents mm-hmm. <laughs> on stage. And yeah. to be honest, I don't think my parents can see my show. Sure. Uh, I am sad to say this, but my mother might commit suicide if she, if she ever see that. Mm. I don't think she is uh, ready yet. Right. So, um um it is very tough to talk about my parents in the show till this day because uh when I call my parents I'm like hello how are you I love you and I am you know um little bit guilty uh, dealing with my parents but that's what they did and that's all truth (laughs) and and uh I deserve the you know right to uh express this mm-hmm. uh my history celebrate my history for overcoming all of the mental health issues and um they better be a part of it <laughs> so yeah. yes and i i still have um a great uh compassion for my parents not be able to dealing with their issues so yeah um I will give them time mm. to heal, to process. And hopefully one day I can show this show because uh, 
it means so much to me that this is a happy ending. And um, no matter how they raised me, like despite how they raised me, I have huge love for them. I love them to death. So I hope one day they understand um, it's okay to, to be out there and in public and it's yeah. not a humiliation it's actually to empowering others because yeah. because grace so many women reached out to me after the show each show more than 30 ladies reached out to me because the show was kind of relevant to them yeah yes that's amazing they they have no idea they helped me Oh. I felt I am not alone now. Mm -hmm. So which yeah. the, the show means so much more meaningful to me to be out there and be seen, be heard, because it, it heals me too. That's great to know. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, when I was watching the show, like, I mean, I was like emotionally, you know, I was like crying and stuff, but I could oh. hear, I could hear people like, like sniffling, like I could hear <laughs> everybody was crying it's like you we, can't, we couldn't watch it without crying you know oh, it, it was you. so like there were so many parts to it that was moving um first mm -hmm. of all I think it's amazing that you have parents who are willing to listen to you you know there's so many parents who just completely deny yes. it to the end yes? yes but you have parents who are at the very least open to hearing you yes. and that that shows how much they love you you know mm -hmm. that shows how much they sure. really care about you and th there's a willingness there at the very least even though it's slow progress and progress mm -hmm. is always very slow but even listening to you and then hearing you say like oh I wish you would do this better or change this that is huge huge in terms of like steps they're taking for themselves right yes. and um you know, there was another part in the show when you were given all this help, right? And then, you know, as a patient, you were like, I don't deserve this, you know, oh, like, yeah. like that moment. That is very universally uh, applicable to everybody. I mean, not just women, like, if, like, not just, you know, Asians or Everybody, everybody thinks that way and feels that way. When something good is offered to them, they think they don't deserve it. It's so strange. It's very, very strange, but that is the case. It's like, I had to do that work too. Like really like last year till this year, like really working on like, oh, I, I do deserve good things. I do deserve this and that. Like I had to convince myself that I, and become receptive to it right yes. like that's a whole nother journey but I didn't realize that I had to do that until I did mm. that so when you mentioned that in your act too I was like oh my gosh like this is such an important message and even you being open about like child molestation I mean mm. people don't realize this but child molestation is extremely common you know like I am yeah. also a victim of sexual assault when I was a child and I'm I was so just sorry. like you know, watching you do like talk about it with such like openness and visceral vulnerability. And also you had uh, you had power over it. You had power yeah. over your narrative when you were delivering that. I was like, I am so glad I'm watching the show because oh, it's 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 very difficult to talk about child abuse, isn't it? It's it's like we have like, I don't know, in my head, I, I get into this thing of like, do people want to hear this? You know, mm -hmm. like, it's almost as if I feel sorry for expressing yes. that part of my history, right? And, you know, like, I wrote a whole novel last year, and I was just like, there's this child abuse part about molestation. And I was like, do I, like, are people, is this going to turn people off? You know, like, mm -hmm. I was like, worrying about that. And then oh, yes. when I when I was watching your one woman show, and then you talking about it, I was like, man she is so amazing and oh, thank you. yeah and, and you had this power over the narrative that I was like 
sort of feeling I was like oh she has power over her narrative I can do the same like it was sort of like creating this sort of hope thing you know and also uh sexual abuse as women it's so so common right like I I grew up in New York and I remember every single day that I walked outside every single day I got some kind of cat call some kind Mm. of some kind of remark from somebody it was it was a daily thing so I totally understood what you went through in New York and there were so many familiar aspects about mm. your life that, yeah, like me as Asian American, as an immigrant, as, you know, like somebody with a dysfunctional family, you know, with alcoholism in the family, with child abuse and with, you know, sexual assault, this and that. It was just like all so, so like relevant. I could relate Thank to you. it that. So of course it was, it was also healing for the audience, I guess is my point, right? As much Mm. as it was healing for you, like I could feel this sort of mutual healing energy that was taking place when I was hearing all these people sniffle behind me. Thank you. Uh, I'm so sorry that happened to you too. And I, I, I'm so sorry. Thank you. Mm. Yeah, it's okay. But yeah, I mean, um, I thought it was so interesting to hear you also say like that you have compassion for your assaulters too, you know, yes. the, the the predators. And I think that moment is an, an important moment. So I'll, I'm just wondering, like, at what point did you come to that that point of compassion in your yes. life? Yes. So after after the hospitalization and I had to study child molesters like mm. especially like the uh so child uh sex predators especially yeah. like the pedophiles yeah i didn't know that but i had to study like a super enormous <laughs> amount of study and i wanted to study that because i in a way i need to understand them sure so there's a very good documentaries and um i think it's european too and mm. There are only 10% of serious predators, like the child uh, uh, pedophiles. Mm-hmm. And 80% is a spectrum. Oh. And another 10% is only attracted to, uh, only people who are attracted to super older people, like 80 years and up. Oh. So, so when I was studying about that pedophile, yeah. 10% pedophile things, yeah. even though I was six years old or eight years old, they think they are having a relationship with that little child. Oh. So which means that they are in their 30 or 40, but they don't think child as child. Oh. They think child as the mature woman. Oh, wow. That they are you know, attacking them because they don't have relationships. So they just want the good part of it, the sexual part of it and taken away. Oh. So that those people I dealt with. Right. And when I was uh, getting older and older, I realized I was still a minor, yeah. but like 80% of the spectrum, they are using kids to conquer their own agenda, which means that they wanted to feel powerful. Mm-hmm. So those people who attacked me mm-hmm. were more powerful games, so tend mm-hmm. to be more violent. Mm-hmm. And I thought I was going to die. Yeah. So that kind of people were also existing in this whole world. And yes. those 10% pedophile, it's actually, unfortunately, they were born to do born to uh, feel mm-hmm. that child is as a woman. Mm. So uh, they need to castrate like uh, medically uh, to prevent. And it's actually, there's a facility in Germany to, to take care of those patients uh, mm-hmm. because they are harmful to the society and they know it. Mm. But that's actual... I shouldn't say mental health, but like a mental disorder. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, it's not fitable in this so like a modern society. So they had to fix it. 
Mm. So, so I got like so many different kind of like attackers, like the assault people. And then I started realizing, oh, they must have a hard time too, first of all. Yeah. Also, 80%, the spectrum people, most likely they got attacked when they were younger too. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's kind of, you know, unhealthy mental state would attack women or children. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I could have been one of them, mm-hmm. to be yeah. honest. I don't, I'm luckily, I don't have any interest in younger boys or younger girls in general at all. But what if I was that one? For sure. So I started relating to, related to those uh, attackers. Yeah. And I don't think they are, um, what should I say? They are repeatedly driven, of course, but mm-hmm. I don't think they are way happier people than I am. Yes, I see similarities in them. I see a possibility that I could be one of them. Mm-hmm. And I started to understand, oh, they're another human being. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I wanted to, of course, like I said, they should get judged fairly in the, you know, in uh, because we are dealing with laws. And yes. yes, of course, they should get judged fairly. But personally, what I could do was to forgive. Mm-hmm. Because it's so much easier for me to forgive yes. than being angry and mm-hmm. hate. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of anger and hatred and that feeling of victimization is Mm -hmm. they're so burdensome to carry. And um, yeah, like I've had this conversation with other people too, but like forgiveness really, it doesn't necessarily need to go through this ritual of apology and acceptance and blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. I mean, that helps, that helps, but it's really, it could be done on your own. And when you were describing this whole like research that you did of pedophilia to understand your predators, what, like, it's so similar. It's, you're just like your parents in a way, you know, Mm -hmm. like you have this willingness to go and seek out other perspectives to expand your awareness. I mean, that's what your own parents do with you. I hope they do more. Yes, that's true. Yeah. It's like, it's easier. Oh, it's 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 easier to do yes to be honest it's easier for themselves because they're still angry Mm. they're still angry about themselves Mm. i shouldn't do that you know i shouldn't do that you know so i told them no teruko forgives already you forgive yourself yes that's a huge step huge component huge steps maybe okay then this this is another question I have um yes (laughs) did you did you ever have to go through that with yourself like because I remember I had to go through that too like I thought I thought I was mad at the people who were my predators like bullies or authority figures or Mm -hmm. you know um sexual predators whatever I thought they were the problem but I came to this point where I was like oh, I didn't realize that I had to forgive myself, even though there's nothing to forgive. Mm -hmm. But I felt as if I had done something wrong to myself Mm -hmm. by allowing myself to be a victim in these positions. Did you ever go through this phase at all? Yes, a lot. Yes. Mm. And first of all, they're the problem. You have no problem. (laughs) Exactly. Yes, please. Uh, uh, they should never hurt you in the first place. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. And I, I totally understand what you meant. I was attacking myself, and it's always my problem. It's always oh. my fault. Yeah. And um, once I started to do the show, yeah, I could get to see myself from objective side. Mm. And I was like, oh my gosh, Teruko in 15, you must have such a hard time. And I, I suddenly got a compassion for 15-year-old yeah. Teruko or 6, 8, 13. Yeah. I was like, 
hey, Teruko's life is not easy. So, <laughs> I know. So, 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 this show became such a huge process of forgiving myself. Oh. Yes. So, to be honest, I'm still、uh, having a problem. I, I told different interviews that I still cannot think I am beautiful to this day.、Oh. I am still not.、Um, Um, um, I still hate myself. There's this part of me hate myself.、Yeah. Uh-huh. But I am much healthier than before. I could tell myself I'm cute, funny, and super sexy dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> and I am the, you know, I am the biggest cheerleader on earth. And, you know, I am cheering everybody,、yeah. you know, until they say enough. So I'm such a good person. You know, good energy that I can yeah. bring. Yeah. So、uh, I wanted to do that to myself too. And I am working on it, and it's been much better. And Titi helps me definitely too. Yeah.、Doggy. Yeah. Your dog yeah. is so cute. Oh, how, how long ago did you get her? Two and a half years ago. Oh, so cute.、Yes. Like, and- I. I've never seen a chihuahua with long hair. I know.、Oh, she、shit. is mixed. Yes, she's a, multi, a chihuahua Maltese Yorkie mix. So she is actually having hair. So it、yeah. grows、yeah. so long. So, so cute. You know, thank、yeah. you. And every time when I am hurting myself, like I sometimes still sleep on the concrete floor、uh-huh. and she sleeps right, right next to me. Yeah. And I, I cannot do that to her.、Oh. Or if I stopped eating, she、yeah. stopped eating too. Yes. She sends it. Yeah. So, in order to take care of herself,、uh, her, my, my dog, I have to take care of myself. Yeah.、But、that's a great exercise that every day I've been through. So, yeah. It's, it's really a good help. It is, it is.、Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, I, I love that part of your show. And you were like, oh, like, once things settled, I decided to get myself a dog, you know,、yeah. like, as, as part of the whole like self love journey. And、yes. I was like, oh, that's such a great idea. And,、Thank、you、it. know, it's like, like, dogs find us, don't they? I definitely agree. And dog rescued me. Yes. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. Such a sweet dog. No, I love your show so much. Like,、oh, what, what,、uh, what other plans do you have for your show? Like, are you going to take it to other fringes or? Yes,、uh, I am going to have a show this weekend that's、uh, a part of a Women's Voices Festival in Ventura. So I'm going to perform there.、Great. And then, thank you. Next week,、uh, I have nine more shows in Los Angeles, the same location. And then I, I also wanted to bring it to New York.、Yeah. I have an offer. I have、uh, an offer to bring it to New York. So I'm going to.、Mm. And because this show is actually for America, I really wanted to bring it to some different countries,、yes. like the Edinburgh festivals.、Yes. But I wanted to bring it to America a lot before bringing、yeah. it to the. Yes. So I、um, uh, definitely wanted to do this show to pitch. Uh, 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 I have a writing team. So I wanted to pitch this show to、uh, either film or TV show. Or TV film in any way to reach out to、uh, more audiences because, of course, it's, it's for my、um, gain to get healed and also, but I think I can actually bring awareness to, the, to, to, to America and actually.、Um, America bringing immigrants is not just not, you know, my history is not that bad.、Mm-hmm. You know, America really helped me. And I wanted to、uh, say out loud that America is actually a great country. <laughs> yes, seriously. Yeah. So yeah. I wanted to bring it to so many different places in、yeah. America. 
Mm. I mean, I think your show is definitely going to uh, have a lot of influence on a lot of people. I mean, it oh, definitely impacted me. I went with a friend of mine. Like she, she also knew nothing about the show. Like we had a nice <laughs> dinner, and then we went to the show. We're sitting in the front row, and this is happening, and we're like. Oh my gosh. Like we we also have a picture of the house that you drew with your signature on there. <laughs> and I, that was a stage name. Teruko had a stage name. Oh really? What was the <laughs> stage name on the on it the back? It says yes, it says Yamamoto Marinka. Marinka means a flower, like the strawberry flower. Oh, okay. And Yamamoto is just my random neighbor's last name. <laughs> I, I I really thought myself as a star. So I wrote a future mansion that I'm gonna live with two chimneys. <laughs> yes, it is too. <laughs> that, was, yes, that was a serious uh, four years old Teruko's creation. That, I, that was, uh, my mother still has that. Oh, it's God. amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> I, I have it pasted on my door. The oh house. My God. Yeah. Because I love the fact that it has two chimneys. That was my yeah. favorite part. I was like, this is beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> it was so sweet. Thank you so much for having that origami. Yeah, That's yeah. so sweet of yeah, you. <laughs> Yama, Yamamoto Marinko. Okay. Yes. I, I will remember this. That's <laughs> beautiful. That's um, my name. Yeah. But yeah, I could definitely see it going to Edinburgh. It's a tremendous show. Um, I could definitely see it as a TV show as well. Like if I if it were to be a TV show, I could see it doing phenomenally, especially like the scenes that you describe when you're working at the hostess bar. And, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So good. I was like, yes. Like oh, thank you. And even even those like those aspects of the show, I was like, it makes sense why she chose these kinds yeah. of positions. Yeah. It was again so for self-empowerment, you know. Yes. Um, you know, you being a dancer as well, it's like, you can look at me, but I have control over what yes. kind of movements I'm going yes. to make, you know, uh, it, it's, it's like, it's mm. visible, I could see the, the sort of genesis behind yes. some of these career choices that you make, and it's threaded out throughout your, your act very clearly for, for me to see, so that was really oh. fascinating but yeah definitely so I, I see a lot of potential for this show to do a lot more oh. and and again like you know I mean you're also now an American right and you yes. know, I'm yeah like and I wasn't born here either I'm also a naturalized citizen I'm also Yay! an immigrant yeah so like yeah I mean there there, there is something to that to say like I do love America which is Again, it was hard to say because of the politics and the politics. There are always problems and no mm -hmm. country is perfect. And America yeah. has committed many crimes. <laughs> yes. yes, we know. But it's also like, I mean, I, I would I don't feel at home anywhere but here, really. Mm -hmm. Right. And and, you know, America is where there, there is Hollywood and Hollywood is the best place for show business, yes. you know, in the world. And yes. we are lucky to be here for that yes. regard. Right. So I really loved your show because it has as raw and as intense it is the love and appreciation that you have for your life, for this country, for your whole whole story and its narrative. It's also so very much there mm -hmm. and it didn't it didn't feel like oh life is terrible and I <laughs> it, it didn't it didn't feel <laughs> you, you know what I was saying it didn't feel depressing I wasn't depressed in the end I was just Thank like you. like moved and I was like this is cathartic and it's like I feel energized you know like that's how I felt. It was inspirational. So, yeah, so I think you have an excellent show and I could see it doing phenomenally. Thank so you. keep going. Yeah. Thank you so much for saying yeah. that. And I love you. Wait, Ultra Super. I wanna, I thought Titi was here the entire time and she left somewhere else. Sorry. <laughs> but I wanna just thank you with Titi. But yeah, yeah, it's okay. Thank it's okay. Thank you so much yeah yeah keep going right. and do you like after your shows like do you feel like what what's your energy like do you feel depleted or i am so so exhausted every time because i never plan to cry 
but I cry a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and I I kept getting messages like uh, such a sweet messages from everybody who's been through a lot of problem relevant messages and I usually don't sleep the the night. Mm. I can't sleep the night because it's not adrenaline but it's more of like the impact I mm. receive from everybody and it's it's a good good uh impact. So Okay. Yes, I get so like, you know, hypered up and uh, I can't sleep, but um, I have no emotions, so I have to deal with it. So yeah. probably I I will get used to it and I, yeah. I will try my best to <laughs> sleep. But uh, sleep, yes, I, yeah, go to the spa, get a massage, oh you know, take a bath, like whatever you need to do to rejuvenate your body true. and your soul. Like, true. please do it because you. what you're doing, it's more than just a show. It's yeah. really... <laughs> It's like, yes. it's like, it's like I watching, so it's like watching like, like a shamanistic ritual. <laughs> it's and, a, it's a, my body was so exhausted because yeah. of that. Yes. I, yeah. I, I now understand what you yeah. mean. Yeah. Thank so, you. so nurture it, give it, give it what it needs to replenish yourself because you have a long way to go with this, you know, <laughs> like this card <laughs> needs to go all over. So, yeah. you know, like do what you yeah. can to, you know, rejuvenate and nurture yourself as much as you can. Cause again, you also deserve that rest as Thank well, so right. Much. That recharge as well. But um, congratulations on such an amazing show. And uh, if you don't mind, I do this on all of my podcast episodes. So I pick one Korean drama and then I ask my guest, uh, what would you do if you were in this situation as this character? So okay. it's, it, think of it as improv, okay? Of course. All right. So let's say you're a female TV director named Jun Young mm -hmm. and you received a very well-written script. You really want to work on it. Mm -hmm. But the writer of the script insists on casting herself. Like mm -hmm. she wants to find the cast that she likes and she wants to cast for the show. She's older than you. She has longer work experience than you. You do need to respect her, but it is your job to cast for your show. So mm -hmm. there's conflict. What do you do? Right. Um, I first of all, um, I <laughs> my first my, my first instinct as a director is my raise, right? Uh huh. Uh huh. Because everybody has to get paid. Yeah. Yes. So that must be my conflict, mm. and I I have to get in charge of the show mm. if she decided to do the show uh. directed by me. But the problem I have, I am also an artist. Oh. I have 100% respect for the older, more mature, experienced writer. I would talk it out to my executive, mm. who is in charge of the, the TV network, uh -huh. to give, him a, a, give that lady a chance. Oh, okay. That's my, my intention. Oh, okay. Wow. Yes. All right. Shit. Okay. <laughs> Okay, let's yeah. say let's say now you're a male TV show director mm -hmm. named Ji O. Mm -hmm. You used to date Chun Young, the earlier woman that we talked about. You guys used yes. to date, but you guys uh -huh. broke you guys broke up because okay. you got distracted by other people. Mm -hmm. But now <laughs> you want to pursue her again, but she is a little older now. She's a little trickier to figure out. But you want her back in your life. What do you do? You mean that lady is uh, the another director lady? Yeah, and she's your ex-girlfriend. <laughs> what I would do was, um, then I would research what she really loved in her life mm -hmm. and support a hundred percent. I don't know; it's not dramatic enough, I think. But then, <laughs> that's real me. So, yeah. if if she really pursue some career or dream yeah i would be a hundred percent of the support because you know getting attention from her me 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 it's not gonna work yeah but uh if i were a woman yeah i'm talking from the male 
perspective. If I were a woman, someone helped me, supported me with no return, you know, expectation of return, I might gonna end up with, you know, choosing that person. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that's a that's an actual uh, tactic that he should pursue. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's it's very <laughs> simple what we women want. We just want to be supported, right? It's very yes. simple. Simple. okay all right let's let's say you're a chio again okay the same same man same Mm -hmm. man okay you and chunyang are now going out again you guys are a couple again okay but chunyang her mother is a gambling addict and chunyang is also very rich okay Mm -hmm. lives in a big house chunyang's mother says to you that she does not approve of you because you are from a poor farmer background and mm-hmm. Chunyang is rich and she tells you to break up with her. What do you do? I respect <laughs> I respect her choice, oh. but uh, it's totally two adults. Mm. This is a two adults' relationship. Mm-hmm. So I leave it up to Chunyang to decide and also if I could do I would definitely protect Chunyan from her mother mm. because she cannot lose her money yeah. and I might <laughs> do prenup for for marriage if I if we decided to do marriage because to protect Chunyan um you know I don't need money yeah. but uh that actual lady yeah so I would do prenup I also ask Chunyan to protect herself from her yeah. mother uh-huh. even though the mother is, mother must be a great mother for Chunyan uh-huh. it is dangerous to have a you know gambling addict uh-huh. uh, I also would provide any help possible for the mother uh-huh. because I think that she she needs professional help <laughs> Yes, when it comes to, you know, uh, when, if she ever decided to get help. Yeah. So that's the only thing because uh, uh, real teruko too, but marriage is nothing but just uh, two people's contract. So mm-hmm. as long as she is alive, I am alive. I'm happy. Mm. Are you a lawyer? I mean, you sound like a lawyer. <laughs> I'm not a lawyer. You sound like a lawyer. <laughs> the way you explain things. Okay. Oh, yeah. Great, great. <laughs> Thank okay. you. All right. Um, mm-hmm. Let's say you're Chunyang now, okay? Okay. Your boyfriend, Chiyo, one day mm-hmm. out of nowhere, with no explanation, he just mm-hmm. dumps you. Oh, okay. What do you do? I would, I would be so sad. Mm-hmm. And six years ago, mm. six years ago, if somebody did that, Mm. Am I gonna end up killing that person? <laughs> but, <laughs> that would be more Korean drama. But yeah. uh, right now, I am more mature and uh, <laughs> more stable, emotionally uh-huh. stable. So I accept. Okay. And yes, I would probably uh, say thank you to him for everything he's, his, he did to me. And I wish I could get explanation, but Either way, it doesn't matter. I will move on. And I, I, you know, the love, even though the form is different, like the relationship form is different, my love to him would have never going to change. Mm, wow. No matter how I chose different person or, you know. So I would just say thank you and uh, let him know that I have no... Uh, anger or no I wouldn't say I I would love you still and Teruko I mean, no, I'm sorry you Chunyan move mm. on holy shit are you a, <laughs> are, are you a monk are, are no. you a Buddhist you monk <laughs> I don't want to be but I don't do drug I don't drink I don't do any yeah. like uh, night late night activities anymore and yeah. I don't eat meat like yeah. I am vegan, so I you, think I'm the complete yeah. monk. To be you're, honest, you're you're a Buddhist monk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah basically. Got it. Now yeah. it makes sense. I understand. <laughs> okay. All right. Final final question. These oh, okay. are great. These are great. Let's say you're a TV writer. All right. Mm-hmm. 
you're working on your television show. This is like a 20 episode show. Uh-huh. Your coffee spills on your laptop. You lose entire episodes, like maybe five, six episodes gone, mm. deleted. What do you do? It, so the computer doesn't have an iCloud system. I will write it down again. Oh my gosh. Yes. Sim- simple as that. Because uh, it's, 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 it's okay. I still am alive, so I can do whatever I want again. Probably next time I'm much better. We never know. So I will do this again. Yeah, you are a Buddhist monk. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. Okay, you're a Buddhist monk. Okay, I understand. <laughs> Teruko, thank you so much. This is of an course. honor and a pleasure. Oh, this is my honor. And thank you so much for giving me great compassion. Yeah. I love you way too ultra super much and, <laughs> and, and I can't wait to see your shows and I am uh, please let me your biggest cheerleader and I I hope to see you super soon. <laughs> Sounds great. Thank you. Yay! We love you. <laughs> Titi, my dog and I love you super much. Oh, thank you. Love you too. <laughs>